Before we begin, just to let you guys know, our logo artwork was designed by Nicola Anarchy and music by Taylor Paisley French. Warning, this podcast does contain spoilers for the Roddenverse series. Hello everyone and welcome to the Best Damn Camp, a Runverse read-along and analysis podcast that sets out to read all the books by Rick Rowden in timeline order. I'm a friendly neighbourhood lesbian author and host, Fran. Welcome to the show. So it's been a little bit of time since you guys have heard from me and um, I know I put a post up on my social media but I didn't put anything up on the podcast but basically I have had three months of laryngitis uh, a week of tonsillitis and uh, threats. <laughs> Again, I mean, this is a reoccurring theme now. And so I just took a little bit more time. 2023 was not my year, but it's 2024 now. So it is hopefully going to be my year. But uh, yes, a lot has happened since then. Um, <laughs> I, uh, well, the TV show is out. And I can talk about it because the strikes have ended and, uh, you know, the unions got what they needed, as they should. Um, Support unions at all times. Unions are the best. Um, There's also, of course, unfortunately, been the awful stuff happening in regards to Palestine currently. There are links in the episode show notes to help support Palestine currently as well. And, um, yeah, a lot has been going on, but I am back not with a weekly podcast because I have a lot of responsibilities currently. I am working towards a PhD. I am currently getting my master's and also have a bunch of books that are in progress. Some due to come out very soon. So I'm stressed and exhausted, but I still want to do this podcast. And so this is going to be an every other week podcast for the time being. Um, But I will be keep going that's not a phrase i will be keeping up with the podcast from now on and uh i hope you will all tune in and enjoy uh also if you do want some more regular post content i am going to be keeping up with my youtube channel a bit more frequently a healthy dose of fran i currently have reviews for all episodes up on youtube currently for all the episodes out right now um for the tv show to specify <laughs> Um, so yes, I'm doing reviews there. I'll also continue to be doing theories. I've got avatar content on there. Arcane content is coming too. Um, so yeah, lots of stuff on there as well. If you want some more content from me in general, and then of course you can support me on Patreon if you want to get early access to episodes and then I'll have my other podcast as well, which is also going to a every other week (laughs) episode podcast. But uh, yeah, lots of things, but trying to cut down on all of the things. We'll see how long that lasts. But you've all listened to me ramble way too long and far too much. So let's get into this week's episode. So today we are continuing our timeline journey with the House of Hades section entitled The Girl That Time Forgot, which is from pages 365 to 404. As always, we've got our points to focus on. So today we've got relationships, characterising, narrative, and generally what we thought of it. I've realised that should be characterization, but... 
characterizing sure <laughs> and generally what i thought of it so let's dive in of course as always we have our overview so this section is from leo's pov so here is the overview for leo's pov and this section leo is falling to his doom but thankfully he has the archimedes sphere to save the day a little bit he still crash lands in an explosion on an empty beach but at least he doesn't die so you know silver linings and all that um well it's an apparently empty beach until a beautiful girl appears screaming at him for breaking her table this is calypso and she has enough had enough of the gods fuckery antagonizing each other calypso doing more of it the two reach a stalemate you stay on one side of the island i'll stay on the other of course they can't help but interact every so often usually antagonistically but they're slowly getting used to each other then leo starts building a ship and calypso only because she hates him of course starts helping which leo likes sometimes maybe he still hates her calypso has made him fireproof clothing he's faced many broken things on the island and they're really getting on but won't remotely admit it when Gaia pays a visit after Leo has seen what has been happening in the real world to his friends, Calypso is offered the chance to kill him for her freedom, and she doesn't take it. As they continue working, they plan a future together, only for Leo to mention about coming back to get her so they can make it a reality. That's when the boat arrives. The boat that means Calypso is in love. Not that she admits it even then, she still hates Leo apparently. Leo leaves, promising on the River Styx that he'll come back to her. And that is the overview for this section. And um, I didn't really get it across in my voice, but um, I don't like this. Uh, I think I've <laughs> referenced it various different times throughout Heroes of Olympus. Um, and possibly in other people's podcasts. I don't know. I remember. Um, I hate the Calypso and Leo relationship because it's stupid and I don't like it. Um, and it's really annoying, but uh, we're gonna talk about that. There's one thing I really wanted to mention, which is literally just me being an arsehole at this point. There's a spelling error um, that I picked up. I don't know if it's just in my version of the book, which I got in 2019, so it could possibly be that it's just an old error or something. But um, there is a section where it says, from Leo saying, I'm not to go I'm not going to go die and in a corner. The the and shouldn't be there. It should just be to go die in a corner. This is literally me being a dickhead. But that, I read it and I was like, why did I read right? And I was like, oh, it's because it's wrong. This is something that should have been cut. <laughs> um Yeah, sorry, I just needed to point that out because like I've noticed a lot of errors in things recently. Um, I mean we had the whole thing with Walt in uh King Chronicles, there's a bunch of them in Charles of the Gods and The Sun and the Star, and various ones about Charles of Apollo. Um, I haven't previously noticed any in Heroes of Olympus, but here is one of them. Yeah, again, it's just me being a dick. Um, but uh, dyslexia, I pick up on these things really easily, which is ironic because I shouldn't be able to, because dyslexia surely means I should. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Relationships. So, like I said, I hate this relationship. It's stupid. It's probably the most unhealthy one I've read in this series, and I don't get why it exists. Um, one thing that I was really confused about with how it starts um, is 
and it's a thing I just never understood in general because of Leo's character. Leo finds anything that is a girl with a pulse, except for maybe Piper and Annabeth, attractive. Like, like that's his thing. If you're a girl who's not the two girls, Annabeth and Piper, who he thinks of as sisters, he's going to find them attractive and, like, of age. Um, like, even, like, evil Elsa, who treated him like dirt from the get-go, he found super attractive. But Calypso, he instantly dislikes because she looked like the stuck-up girls in high school. And it makes no sense, because that seems to be his thing. Especially considering Evil Elsa. Evil Elsa is the definition of stuck-up dickhead. And just, like, he was still attracted to her. And then, of course, immediately after saying he immediately disliked her, all he does is focus on her physical appearance. Um, it's a... Mm, it's an annoying thing about Leo that Rick does, and it's kind of not great considering he is a Latino character as well. He never focuses on a character's personality. Like, the only thing he's noticing is, like, Calypso's physical appearance. Nothing about her personality. He has a few moments here and there, which is like, but even then it's kind of focused on her appearance. Which like, there's a moment where she's getting her hands dirty, and he says, oh, there's nothing more attractive than a girl who's not worried about getting her hands dirty. It's still kind of about that, more than, like, what she's actually physically doing. So that was just a weird start. Um, and then just the whole thing just continues to be really bad. Like, I don't... For Calypso, and I'll talk about this a little bit more in the characterization. I don't get why she's being presented as a bitch. Like, she's coming across as a bitch. And Leo is... Like, he's just as bad, but he's just his usual dickish self. Like, he's not really changed. Um, Like, he treats her the same way he treats everyone else. The only difference is he finds her attractive whilst also treating her bad. Or at least being rude to her. Um, I just... I I just don't understand why they'd be made a couple. And, like, legitimately, anyone who follows me on Instagram on the pod... Uh, on the pod Instagram, send me a message to explain, if if you like the ship, explain why you like it and what makes them a good couple. Because the only thing that I can get is, sure, they're somewhat similar in that they've always been second choices to other people and are also quite creative, but they're awful to each other. They are consistently bickering, insulting, degrading, and just, like, they have three moments of kindness calypso making the flame retardant clothing leo fixing her things and them talking about owning a business together with leo saying he'll come back and i guess maybe them working together but that's kind of it like in 40 pages it's just pure dislike and rudeness between the two of them it kind of gave that like rick was trying to do enemies to lovers but did it in the laziest way possible by having no setup of developing relationship and starting off way too harsh. Like, they don't stop the rude behaviour either. Like, there's no payoff of them becoming the lover side. They're still enemies. They're just also lovers at the same time. Which is weird. Because, like, even when she kisses him, she says, I still hate you, don't think too much of this, blah, blah, blah. Like, continuing 
it and then even throughout this is not really spoiled well it's kind of but not really the relationship doesn't improve they're still assholes to each other consistently throughout the series like they're just a really toxic couple and it's always oh god it was so uncomfortable to read um and what's even weirder is that it's calypso who's being a dick which is so weird based on what we know of her which is where we're going to go into the characterizing bit because okay calypso is justifiably fucked off about being abandoned again by the gods who didn't keep their promise to percy to free her which i'm confused as to why she knows about this because the gods wouldn't come and tell her hey percy's brokered a deal for your freedom and then not give her her freedom i don't maybe they did they are assholes so it would make sense but it's like she's had a personality transplant so she's cursed annabeth because percy left not because of annabeth he didn't go back to the real world for annabeth it may have been a small tiny reason but the main reason was because he had to go save the world um but then she is taking out the fact that she's been left behind on leo in the harshest way possible by basically calling him like a waste of space and a good for nothing and scrawny like loser and all like the harshest things possible for no reason i get she's upset but comparing her to the character we met in battle the labyrinth to this you can be upset you don't have to be a twat about it and that's what she's acting like and it makes no sense to me like the thing that i always get about it i think i've talked about this before there should not have been a relationship here there should not have been a romance here it should have been about her being rageful her being upset and her growing from that and like leaving that rage and you know devastation behind because yeah she's been hurt a lot get over it too though because it's been like get like chill out i just i just don't get why she's being a bitch and why she continues to be a bitch throughout the rest of the series and i know it's like not great to call someone a bitch but that's what she is she just doesn't change beyond this she stays a bitter rude harsh person and i don't understand why rick wrote her that way it was just a really weird choice because like she doesn't change after this she doesn't go back to what we knew her as in battle the labyrinth she stays a dick speaking of being dicks uh leo's characterization is well it doesn't really change much he's still kind of the same person he is because he continues to not be great like i've always said um and also the like what i was mentioning earlier they're not making sense because he finds calypso hot but dislikes her because she looks like popular girls when he literally liked evil elsa the definition of a popular girl bitch um and yet so unsurprisingly he's also like what he does with everyone else wants to annoy calypso as much as possible just to get a rise out of her <sighs> boys um <laughs> just, just that that was not meant for but you get it um that, leo in this section could have been so interesting because they they later and this is the thing that drives my gears that drives grinds my gears 
is because they try to then say that he changed because of Ojijia. Um, that he grew, he became more mature, and I'm like, did he fuck? Um, because this whole section, what it could have been, is his lack of self-esteem, you know, it's a big thing about him, um, but it's not remotely resolved whatsoever. This whole thing between Leo and Calypso is Rick literally going, let's give him a girlfriend who's mean to him and he doesn't like beyond her physical appearance, so he'll get over his inferiority complex issues. And then it also solves the Calypso issue because now she has someone who sticks around, but then also doesn't like because, you know, she's he's not her usual type. Let's just put two characters that make absolutely no sense to be together romantically together. Um, instead of, you know, doing the right thing, which would be to not have either of them end up in a relationship and have them actually be friends instead, because Calypso's entire curse was about falling in love with people she could not fall in love with, so romance was a curse, and Leo is a child who can't get over the fact that he's a seventh wheel (laughs) and just wants a girlfriend because everyone else does. What it should have been is these two people with complex issues getting close and, yeah, maybe batting heads to begin with, but working to be friends and getting over these complexes. But no, they have to date because... I don't even know. It just drives me nuts. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, that is my complaint for that because... Their characterizations, specifically Calypso, just, I just hate it. Like, why? Why does she have to be so rude? Why does she have to be like like that? Why? It was just a really weird, illogical choice to me. Have her be mad because she's been fucked over. Sure. Don't have her be mad at Leo. Don't have her treat him like dirt. Only to then say to us, or well, actually, no, it's um flirting now. No, that's verbal. Os- well, no, that's a bit much. But like, it can, it goes that way. Both of them just continue to not be great to each other. It's, just, it's a toxic relationship, and I'm really unhappy about it, especially having to read it again. But uh, let's go into the narrative bit because this is an additional thing that I think. Some people may agree with and some people may not. But um, I never understood the point of this section of like bringing Calypso back and having Leo end up in Ojijia. Because like this narrative... Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like this narrative beat just very much feels like we need to give Leo a girlfriend so let's do it randomly by tying up a character that we slightly remember from the original series because we need... I don't get why this is here. It's just wasting time narratively for something that didn't need to happen. Like, this is 40 or 39 pages of this book, or at least in my physical copy. And all of it was Leo and Calypso arguing and hating each other until they don't anymore for the boat to arrive. The only important element that happens in this section is seeing that once again the gods suck and then also Leo seeing what's going on elsewhere with the Romans closing in on Camp Half-Blood and Raina in danger as she crosses the ocean. 
but that could have been shown in other ways like i don't get why we have this section of a really random side story just to give leo a girlfriend there are more important things happening right now why are we here why is this important and the answer is it's not at least not to me i just don't understand why why is this like why (laughs) significant word count and page count given to something that is not important to the plot or to leo's character in fact it damages his character because he's just being gifted a girlfriend land on an island get a get a girlfriend who's quite literally cursed to fall in love with you that's something i didn't think of until now calypso's curse is that she must fall in love with any hero that falls on her island leo has fallen on her island she's cursed to love him wow that toxicity at its finest great love it love that my lord um anyway uh yeah i just don't get it i don't like it um and i but someone explain maybe maybe i just don't get it but um yeah it's just not a great thing uh so that's kind of all i have to say on that because i don't want to drag it on too much of me just ragging on this section because this section is it's a great one to come back to though guys isn't it just right back into the main thing of how i used to be on this podcast which is just talking shit no i'm joking (laughs) I I like the books. Remind everyone, I like the books. I just don't like some things about them because they don't make sense to me. Uh, that could be a neurodivergency thing. It could also be a not great narrative thing. Who knows? It's all subjective. So don't be a dick and tell me to kill myself. Thanks. Anyway, this week's question of the episode, the thing that you're all probably interested in, but also probably not remotely surprised about what the question is which is what do you think of leo and calypso's relationship i want to know is it just me i feel like it's not just me um so i'm hoping that the question on social media will not be flooded with comments about how i'm stupid for thinking it's stupid but yes i'll go up on the social media what do you think of leo and calypso's relationship um but yeah that's all we have time for thank you all for joining me for the new year and new start to the podcast i guess um we are also it's gonna it's my fourth year as a podcast as well i don't think um oh we may do the next episode that returns uh in two weeks well yeah two weeks uh will be just before our four year anniversary for the podcast which is super exciting it's been four years that's insane um and i'm only on house of hades that says a lot <sighs> anyway um <laughs> yeah it's it's been a journey so uh i hope you've all enjoyed it and uh yeah thank you all for joining me for this week's section be sure to join me in two weeks on wednesday as we continue the Rodenverse journey. Bye!
If you would like to support this podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash a healthy dose of Fran to get early access to all Best Damn Camp episodes. If you would like to get involved over on social media, you can find me over at Best Damn Camp Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can listen to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts, from Spotify to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Deezer and anything in between. Be sure to leave a rating and a review as well if you can. Want to know more about my upcoming writing? Drop me a follow at a dose of Fran on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Thank you all for tuning in. As always, I've been Fran, your very own hunter, and I'll see, shall I speak to you guys next time. Bye.